David Locke joins us now, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. David Locke, brought to you every week by the Murdoch Auto Group. David, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. So, PK, yeah. PK, I'm at a golf place that is a, I'm not in Utah, um, that is a swing speed center. Oh, really? Fascinating. Yeah, pretty fascinating. Like, Arden's picked up seven miles an hour on her ball speed in 40 minutes. Wow, and you're just, kidding. And just, and just went to 10, just had three swings where her ball speeds up 10 miles an hour in 40 minutes. And so what do they in, uh, indicate that that would be in terms of uh, added distance? Because swing speed is uh, where it's two, about. Two uh, balls, so we're doing ball speed, not swing speed on, on her, just because of her swing and the way she swings. Ball speed is more important. So it's about, it's close to two yards per mile per hour. Nice. Two yards so, for every mile an hour? Of ball speed, yeah. So if you pick up seven, so she was at two. She was at two twenty-five, and she's close. She's verging on two fifty right now. Wow, she running around high five and every people high five and uh, everybody. She's, she's she's quite honestly not to reveal all family secrets on the air. She's had a really tough week, so this is good. I was playing with a kid who uh, went Park City High School and works at a club up there in that area, and we were talking. I said, "Oh, I know somebody. Uh, he's got a daughter. Oh, yeah." And he couldn't quite pronounce the full name. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know who it was? Oh, I don't. I forget his name. Uh, he was a tall, skinny kid. And uh, really tall, like 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, I would say well over six feet, yeah. Going going to Dartmouth? I don't know about that. He, but he, uh, wor- he yeah. wasn't a... He he played uh, all sports at Park City High, graduated like... Oh, uh, that's not... No, no, no not in fact, I think he was going to Utah yeah. State. Yeah, now that okay. I think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, not who I was thinking about. Yeah. How about this one? Poor, how the, you want a crazy COVID story? So there's a kid we know really well. Great kid. I mean, fabulous kid. Like, we all, like, just, you know, world-class kid. So he gets good golfer, gets Dartmouth. Ivy League school says, we'll have you. So he gets into Dartmouth. He's going to Dartmouth to play golf. They cancel co- golf during COVID. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Like, how's that for a heartbreaker? Right, right? totally. Like, ooh. Yeah. I think they might be reinstating it, so he's trying to figure out what he's doing. But like, hope so. Still, I don't. You know, like talk about knocking off like every life dream you've ever had: Ivy League school and golf and da da da. And then, oh, by the way, that's gone. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty rough lesson at eighteen years old. I agree. So while you seem to be in quite the good mood, LeBron James is not in a good mood. <laughs> a poll of ten. Uh, executives, coaches, you know, people with some NBA tie, and the votes for best player in the league get split between Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kevin Durant. Hardly outrageous, but LeBron is upset by this. Now, his Lakers were picked to go back to the NBA Finals. So there is that. Do you make much of that, or is this just Michael Jordan finding a way to motivate himself? Yeah, I mean, I think this is LeBron at 36 trying to find another way to motivate him, and it's an interesting question, like, so and I don't even like it's interesting if I got asked that question I think I'd be like if you just like ask me right now who's the best player in the NBA and obviously everyone's going to do their offseason rankings and they're super fun to do like it's such a complicated question because of LeBron's age right so you know you're at 36 I think is what he is now and so is he my best player in the league for 82 games probably not 
he the best player in a league for a seven-game series? Probably not. Is he the best player in the game for like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter of a 90-90 game? Yeah, I'm still going LeBron, right? Like, I think. Um, so, I mean, Giannis really, that was remarkable. I really almost want to kind of go back and re-watch that series the more I kind of have, like, I don't know. I almost feel like while it was going. I mean, the playoffs this year were just so incredible with Durant's foot on the line and holiday steal. I mean, I'm going to take this in a different direction now, but like I was actually kind of going through some stuff the other day because I think Milwaukee's really interesting in that one that Chris Middleton is like their second best player. That kind of defies all logic we have in the NBA that that can be your second best player and, and win a championship. And so I've been kind of trying to walk through what they've done. It's pretty fascinating, right? Like, you go back and look, in the year they got beat by Toronto They two years ago, they're, like, play a double overtime game three in that playoff series, up two games to none in Toronto. Like, well, I haven't gone back to rewatch it. I probably will just try to find it somewhere because I'm curious. But it seems to me if you're playing a double overtime game, you probably had five chances to win that game, right? Maybe six? Like, so... Like that, the difference between them, like winning the title two years ago, is probably this double overtime game against Toronto, and the difference this year is Kevin Durant's foot being like on the line for a three, right? Like it's kind of amazing. So, I guess trying to take it back to the sorry, that's just kind of where I was basketball wise. But when you take it back to this question about like who's the best player, like well, if Giannis had won it, if won that double overtime game and maybe he wasn't ready and so he wasn't the best player in the league, but if he'd done it then, like, we'd be saying that Giannis is the best player in the NBA for three years now, right? Like, it's pretty interesting. Like, Kawhi's been talking about as the best player in the league, but that's because of that double overtime game went Toronto's way and then they somehow won three more and then that ball bounced in. I would suspect, based on summer league, guards like Forrest would do well. And so, to me, watching him play in the summer league was about what I expected uh, but I didn't know what to expect from Azubuke, and I thought he had stretches of defensive dominance. Do I read into it? Is there anything there? Um, I kind of hate Summer League for these purposes. Um, so with that caveat, now let's hold the discussion, just because I feel like I've made more mistakes in every stage of my like 25 years in the NBA of evaluating people by watching Summer League and like, my greatest, it goes all the way back to, like, the Jazz giving David Benoit a big contract as he dominated Summer League. Like, come on. Like, no crap. Um, and it goes back to, I remember watching a Summer League game. We played, like, Washington in Vegas, and it was, like, Trey Lyles and Kelly Oubre decided to put on a one-on-one show for each against each other. And it was like, this is the biggest waste of time I've ever seen because neither of these guys should ever do this in the NBA. So what's the point of having him do it here? The actual point is that both these guys need to learn how to play with teammates, not to be selfish. So I just, I'm not the biggest believer in summer league. I'm sure scouts see a lot out of it and I just, am not good enough to get it. With that said, in regards to Azabuke, I mean, I think it's important in that he was dominant and he, he really can run and you saw all the skills. What I can't tell is like, let's go back to the jazz playoff series against Memphis. Like Valanciunas is really, really good and he'll make new Orleans better but he can't move laterally at all. And so Donovan would take him on the pick and roll. And if he's backpedaling and drop coverage, Donovan just 
torched him. Like, if you go back and look at the numbers, and they were actually there in the regular season, too, of, like, Donovan taking roll on Valanciunas, he just kills him because he's got a wiggle and Valanciunas has none. There wasn't a single guard that the Jazz played in summer league, and maybe Emmanuel quickly was, like, the only guard in summer league that was actually good enough, or maybe Jalen Green, um, to, to test Azabuke in that manner, right? So, like, all the defensive stuff looks great, but, like, I want to see an NBA guard coming at him to be able to tell whether or not that size and that, that, that length can have the same impact. And then, you know, his weaknesses are that he's not a great defensive rebounder, partially because I just don't think he's a great defensive rebounder, and two, because he's trying to block every shot. Well, like, Summer League doesn't really expose that. Like, his wanting to block every shot, like, he actually reminds me of Hassan Whiteside in his opening years where, like, Hassan Whiteside, I think, blocked, like, four shots one year and, like, had the worst defense, a terrible defensive rating. Because, sure, he blocked four shots, but there were 13 others where they just, like, he overplayed and they either got an offensive rebound or they got a basket because he overplayed. So he's going to have to change the way he plays that because in the NBA, if you try to block every shot, they'll just kill you. David Locke, the NBA is, like, here's the thing we got to understand, and this is my summer. This is really what I should have said about summer league instead of like that silly line about it. The league is so awesome. I mean, so awesome. And there's a bunch of things that are actually happening in the league that I think are transformational on who wins titles and things of like that because the league's so awesome right now. So when you think of the eight players that impact an NBA game, and maybe you know, and I mean four on each side, and so maybe it's ten compared to the guys that are playing summer league, like, come on, like, it's just like, stop, right? Like, it's absurd how great the guys in the league are. So I think we have to really realize, and particularly in a league that just hasn't expanded forever, while having a massive international explosion, while having the most popular players in the world, and Michael and Kobe and LeBron, most popular athletes other than soccer players, like, and so if you're 6'4 and an athlete, you're playing the NBA for the last 20 years, and you can be in any country in the world now, and we haven't expanded in that time. Like, the league is stupid great right now, talent-wise. And so when you're showing it against what is the 15th guy on a – like, Trent Ford is one of the best players. Like, he's a two-way contract guy, right? Yeah. Like, he's not – he's like three versions removed from being one of those eight guys, maybe four versions removed. So I just think it's really hard to evaluate and get excited about summer league play. Dale? I think we should talk about Brian Bailey and what a great job he did coaching the team. How's that? I agree. I do. I thought Brian Bailey was awesome. He's a great guy. We, we don't talk about him. We talk about all the other assistants. He's kind of a lost assistant in there. He's out of the G League. He's a crazy Ooh. great story. He went to Bucknell University, played, and then they were recruiting another guy on his team and to go play in Europe, and then he actually got the gig, and, or they actually saw him play, and I think he ended up playing like seven years in Europe, and then he came back and like did what you're supposed to do. He went to the G League, worked for the Stars, and working his way up. Now as an assistant coach, like this is. And I mean, then they I carried him like off a- the field, and the crowd chanted, "Brian, Brian, Brian!" Brian. And the name of the movie is "The Lost Assistant." I love it. Right, I like it. So I mean, I mean, honestly, in this day and age of like guys, that was awesome. PK, that was awesome. <laughs> So Brian, Brian Bailey is my Trent Forrest. Okay. 
David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, joining us here. David, as always, we appreciate it. His visit brought to you by the Murdoch Auto Group. And David, we will talk to you again down the road. Okay, Brian, 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 The lost Brian. assistant. That's a beautiful title, too. <laughs> I love it. See you guys. That and the quiet radio host. <laughs> the five-second rule, dude. Mm-hmm. You violated it twice. It's your own fault. I did. I, did. I tried to inbound the ball with four seconds. <laughs> yep. You got to have the five count. Let him think one more thought. <laughs> That's the challenge. I don't pay attention to any of the content. <laughs> I just do I get okay, comes a pause? Yeah. <laughs> no, not a pause. Because if it is something that I can do and he's done and we don't talk to each other, that's a winning interview. There it is. <laughs> when we come back, everything you missed in this show next. Stay with us.